This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel said it best, the whole of the Auburn experience. That includes firings, hirings, craziness, ups and downs, three weeks worth of three weeks, three days. It felt like three weeks at times this week, three days worth of practices, highs and lows, sorrows and joys. And of course, a little bit of Cadillac as well. What a week it was to address here on the Auburn Experience podcast, all about sports, all about our culture, all about our family. And one of my favorite Auburn family members, my co-host alongside me, uh, Austin Scott is back here on the show. Welcome back, Austin. Where you go, everybody? Has it only been a week since we last were on this podcast, Kyle? Because the last seven days have felt, like you said, like three weeks, if if not more. I will say this. You and I spoke a lot off camera, um, and we talked about what could happen after we recorded episode 10. Right. And the timing of everything. And, you know, I remember saying to you, I'm just praying that they don't do this to me as a media person, fire slash interim slash AD all at once. And they did it within 24 (laughs) hours of me saying that I was not prepared for the level of craziness that would ensue throughout this entire week. But my goodness, we had reached a point of apathy in the football season that we kind of got, got what we you know needed just a little bit of hype back in the roller coaster ride that is Auburn football. So as you may guess, folks, this episode, as we try to be really well balanced, is going to be heavy on that side of things. We're going to walk through the entire week that was of the Auburn experience from the firing of coach Brian Harson to start off here and the naming of interim head coach Cadillac to the AD hire and dive into that for at least a segment and what it means going forward. And then finally, we're going to discuss Maybe not necessarily the X and O's of that particular game that we just got done watching Auburn versus Mississippi State, but the moral victories in a sense, the meaning behind it, what it, you know, we're all feeling about it. All of that's here on this episode, episode 11. So let's dive right into it, Austin. A, I don't even know how to start this. Like, I'm just, I'm struggling because we all saw it coming, mm. but. I was kind of shocked with the timing of the schedules went out for the week of media appearances. You want to keep up appearances, right? As an athletic department, coach Harson was scheduled out the entire week. And then about Monday, 1130 between 1130 and 12, give or take a time zone. There's the news coming across my desk. And then obviously it just flowed out onto social media. Shocked, not shocked. What's your reaction to that at the time? I know that's a, a million years ago at this point, but what was your reaction? Yeah, I mean, like you said, that I was at work. That's exactly about the same time it hit for me. Uh, it was shock just because of we all, what we've said before, and the entire world has said this was probably the worst kept secret. This was probably happening at any time. It was shock just because it was like, oh, it. It came, it's happened and it's gone. Like here, we're in it now. Monday morning, we've started off the week and Brian Harson has been fired as Auburn's head coach. And so I think it was shocked from that reason only. Like there was kind of no, and that's just how things happen with this, right? Like there was no heads up. Um, there was no kind of general sense of, our, like everyone thought 
maybe the bye week, right? Like it was like that would be a time that could make some sense. And when that didn't happen, it was like, well, maybe he's staying the whole year. And so when when it came Monday morning after that Arkansas loss, it was like, all right, well, here we go. And so mm-hmm. um, it was shock, but not too much of the actual firing itself. Yeah. For me, I, at least. The timing was just intriguing to me and the decision-making process. And, you know, depending on what story you subscribe to about the timing of everything, it seemed to be kind of one of those things that was made just all of a sudden and the ball just got kind of got run. not, not that there wasn't forethought into it, but it was like someone just decided to flip the switch and said, all right, we got to do this now. Because like I said, the schedules had been made sent out maybe for just appearances, but I will tell you, it's ironic. The schedules that I got already for this week were way earlier than the ones that I got (laughs) last week. So maybe that tells you a little bit, but we're also super excited for Cadillac's week coming up here. Um, Here's what I'll say about the firing. And I've said this on our YouTube channel in other formats that I've been on other um, YouTube shows this week as well, talking about all of this. My heart goes out to Coach Harson, his family, his staff, even the ones that are gone, and his players that are still here. Because this was just a week like no other for them. Um, and we're going to get into the good side of that week like no other here towards the end of the podcast. But I I hate that it didn't work out because in my heart, in my mind, the best possible scenario was for it to get figured out and for it to go forward. However, you have to prove some concept. of There's got to be a proof of concept. And I don't think that there was enough there to fight this. I'm not someone that's ever going to advocate for a firing outside of moral ethical issues for Uh, for under four years of time, but you don't see me pitching a fit about this one. That's kind of where I stand on this one. It's not that I was happy about it. It's not that I'm uh, upset about it. It's just kind of like, I just understand. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. And you hit on it earlier when you said that there was just a level of apathy. And I think that's where a lot of people were and, and maybe didn't even realize that level of apathy until it had come and gone, right? Until we got to this past weekend and that game. And so I think that's where I was at too, is it was just like where this doesn't feel like Auburn and it doesn't feel like what I'm used to with Auburn. And it really wasn't even tied to the success or failure. It was just a a weird feeling that was very foreign to the rest of us. And so um, I completely echo your statements. And, and it's easy for people to say, well, he's getting $15 million. He sure is. But whether it's whether it was this week, whether it was or it'll be in December or before, there will be people that will not get that much money. And I'm not just talking coaches. There will be a numerous amount of support staff that were on Brian, were hired by Brian Harson and a new coach is going to be brought in and it's going to be their way at that point. And those people will have to find jobs. Those people don't get millions of dollars. They're back out looking for their own job as well. And so the effects of this on families, including Brian Harson's, including Eric Keysaws and the coaches that were fired, but also extending to different people in the athletic department is never fun. Um, and so I completely echo that, and and I do hope Brian Harson gets lands on his feet somewhere. And I think this was a learning experience for him and for Auburn uh, throughout the whole situation. Um, 
you know, we haven't mentioned his statement. I thought his statement was well thought out. You know, mm-hmm. you, I would hope that it would be the, these people have great people in place to write these statements. And I don't doubt that he had input into that statement. Um, and so it was high class. Um, and I hope that, you know, he, he lands on his feet going forward. And, and I, I do hope he gets another job because I think he will. Um, th- th- there's going to be a lot of people who chalk this up to fit. And that's, we've heard that a lot. Right. And I think that's going to be the case. And, and I do think that, you know, maybe out, out further West, he'll be able to land another job. And, and I wouldn't not be surprised at all if he's successful there. Well, according to some people, uh, it was not very classy in the statement, but I think those people are probably just looking for reasons to be upset again. So we won't go much further than that. But I, I, I saw some of the reaction that was not surprising in whatsoever, and that's a pretty sad statement about that. So I won't go any further, though. Uh, but let's talk about the flip side of that. Now, obviously, the and we're going to, again, I alluded in episode 10 that we're going to have plenty to talk about this week because we knew it was coming. We know what's coming with a coaching search. So I know that's where everybody's <laughs> focus mainly goes. But let's talk about the a naming of an interim head coach and more about the game. I know I keep alluding to that at the end of the podcast here. Coach Carnell, Cadillac Williams as your interim head coach. Did you in your wildest dreams forget this situation and how it sure. happened? Sure. Did you in your wildest dreams, Austin, ever think you'd hear those words? No, never. And And it was – you know, it almost not even like 15 minutes after the firing is confirmed. That's what we're all wondering, right? Who's interim? Who is it going to be? Are they going to give it to Zach? Are they going to give it to Cadillac? Or is it going to be somebody else? And, you know, it took several hours for, you know, the players and parents of players to all figure out. And the news came out. And, I mean, you just – it was like someone flipped the switch. And suddenly you've got everybody – Whatever you're, whatever side you're on, whether you wanted them gone six weeks ago, you weren't ready to make a firing yet, or you just kind of were in the middle somewhere. At that point, everybody's like, Coach Cadillac Williams is going to have a chance to be the head of Auburn football for four games. Uh, and it, it, it was beyond exciting because that's someone we can all relate to, right? That's someone who who understands the Auburn experience like we try and talk about so much and who has lived through it in a numerous amount of ways as a player, as a student, as a graduate, and as a coach now, um, just bonkers. And I, I can't not be excited for him. And like you said, we keep hinting at the outward expression of that excitement that we saw um, that we'll get into with the game. But um, I just I still can't believe that Cadillac is the interim head coach of the Auburn Tigers. And uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's still trying to – believe it himself Uh, i don't think he believes it still you can just (laughs) look at the way he reacts and press conferences and questions he's getting and just i don't think it's fully hit him yet even as busy as he has been the responsibilities that have been laid upon him uh more to come in that discussion but just wanted to get the initial firing and interim naming part of this week out of the way we'll continue that discussion the next part of the news a hiring after the firing, an official hiring, Austin, in my mind, I, I listen, don't make the decisions for a reason because I'm not paid enough to do that. <laughs> First of all, uh, not that they want me making decisions because we wouldn't be <laughs> in this decision anyway, if I keep reiterating that. The AD situation, in my mind, should have been in place officially before this. Now, 
there's always the stuff that goes on behind the scenes that we're not privy to. And the news all throughout the weekend, even before the firing of Brian Harson started coming across the airwaves, was that John Cohen of Mississippi State was going to be the AD. But nothing official came through. And uh, we even tweeted out that, listen, there's nothing official yet. And it does. It seems like there's some things that still need to be worked out, uh, which proved to be true. But come a whirlwind of a day after a firing, after a naming of an interim, the last bit of news that they just decided to drop on everybody. Oh, by the way, folks, you've got a new athletic director, John Cohen of Mississippi State, defecting on the game week to the other side. Your thoughts and reactions about the news, anything that just stuck out to you when you first saw that come across the, the social media or the news? Sure. I mean, it was all but official, right? For like 72 hours or 48 hours after it all kind of broke on Saturday. Um, it, it was, it was looking like it was headed that way. Um, I, I thought that it would be, uh, I didn't, well, let me rephrase that. I didn't think that it would be a simultaneous kind of announcement, but I thought that maybe that would be a way they would go. Um, and so I was kind of surprised that it just ended the day with it. Um, but you know, it didn't really surprise anyone at that point either. Um, it looks like there's an official press conference this upcoming Tuesday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's um, correct. Which will be good. I, I, it's kind of very odd to me that he's on the job a week pretty much before an official press conference. But I get what the week was crazy as it is. We don't need to add any more, right? Um, and so good for him. I, 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 I hope people are excited about it. I'm excited about it. Um, you know, it kind of looks like it's a, a pattern of, all right, we went outside the box with an AD before. Now we're getting a guy who's been in this league for forever, longer yeah. than most of us have been alive. So um, it's going to be – I think it'll be good, and I'm excited about it and under his leadership, and, and he's got quite the job ahead of him. Um, but it, it was very interesting that on an absolutely crazy day where Auburn got so many headlines and so much in the news nationally – oh, let's just throw some more gasoline on the fire and keep that flame burning. Well, and I hate it for him, too, because, you know, you feel like this is news that's worthy of spending, you know, a day on itself because it's such an all-encompassing job. This is, you know, obviously football is king, and we're going to spend most of our energy and excitement or disappointment on that. But the AD affects everything for Auburn Athletics, and it's the first part of our monitor here on the Auburn Experience Podcast, Sports Culture Family. So that's going to be such a big hire and you want to find the right thing, much like with the football hire that's going to be coming up officially soon. This can't be messed up this time. Not that Alan Green was a mess up. We've talked about him and how much, you know, some good things that he left here with, whether that was on good terms or not. I, I guess for me, I was trying to kind of take a step back and not just assume like I am a Mr. I get accused of being a sunshine pupper all the time that, Oh, this is, this is a great hire. I wanted to kind of really take a look. So I actually reached out to several people and just asked their opinions about different aspects because I, I assumed they would be different perspectives on say baseball and things like that. Just trying to, what do you, what do you think about this truly? Like what's the benefit out of this? So when I hear your initial statement about it, Austin, it sounds to me like you are happy about the AD hire. I, I am. I think that there's a lot to benefit from this of someone who's been 
around the SEC for a long time, who's overseen, overseen, oversaw uh, large Words facility. I mean, we don't claim to be scholars here. Lots of facility <laughs> upgrades, big facility upgrades in a school that, you know, has similarities to Auburn is is the more agricultural school of the two in the state is not necessarily the, the state school per se. Right. Um, and so I think that it's really interesting. And I think that it'll help Auburn athletics overall as a whole. That doesn't mean that, oh, well, now football is going to take a back seat. It's not. It's not going to at Auburn. It just is, is not going to happen. So I think that it can. he's going to add a lot of things. And the one thing we haven't mentioned that I think it was an absolutely fantastic job as his first directive as athletic director is to bump yep. Rich McGlynn up to number two. Yep. Because yep. Rich McGlynn wanted to be here. It was widely said if Rich McGlynn isn't named the full-time AD, he still wants to be at Auburn, and he deserves to get that pay raise and that title raise that he did. And so that's fantastic. That is absolutely amazing news in my opinion. Because in a time where it is as crazy as it is at Auburn, you have Rich McGlynn, who's been here for the better part of almost two decades, to help him ease into it. Here are the people you need to meet. Here's how kind of things things are been kind of done here. Here's kind of how you can get your feet wet. Um, so I'm pumped for it. I really am. I, I, I don't care, honestly. I really don't care about the whole thing of – well, Mississippi State was trying to push him out. Why did we get sloppy seconds? Even if that's true, I really don't care if that's the case because it doesn't – what one situation at one school means doesn't mean it's going to be the exact same situation at another school. Mm-hmm. And maybe what John Cohen had at Mississippi State wasn't the best fit for both parties, but maybe what Auburn has will be the better fit. And so I hate that that got a whole narrative around itself because it wasn't fair to John Cohen and it wasn't fair to Auburn or Mississippi State because now Mississippi State's in the same seat as trying to find their own athletic director and they don't want to be known as someone who's pushing a a legend out at their own school who played and coached there. So I I am excited about I really, really do think that it's a great hire and I love that he promoted – Rich McGlynn, Director of Compliance, up mm-hmm. to de- Deputy Associate AD, because I think both of them as a team will work so well together with their vast experience and knowledge. A couple things that you said in there I, I want to kind of park on for a second. First of all, I, I love that you brought the whole Mississippi State acting like they didn't want him narrative. When is the last time – just look, we're both married now, but let's talk about in dating. When's the last time that you didn't <laughs> act like you weren't bothered by your ex, right? Listen, they, they go yeah. off and date somebody else, and you're like, oh, I, wanted, I, didn't, I didn't want that anyway, you know, kind of thing. So exactly. I see Mississippi State fans act it's, – it's, let, me, let me be a little real honest with you, Auburn fans. It's like all you boys out – well, I would say everybody, but that – you know, get on Bo Nix and every chance he, he doesn't do something exactly right over at Oregon. You jump on him acting like you don't want him. You, you want him. You just won't ever admit it. Anyway, I'm, I'm trying to like keep myself in check tonight. I keep going that, that to that level. And I, and I need to bring it back down. It's been a good week, Kyle Cadillacs interim coach, get it together. Okay. So with that being said, we ain't got nobody sloppy seconds. This could be just yeah. a fit thing. So I also don't want to sit here and act like it was the greatest hire, but I think the main points that you talked about um, are big pros for me. He's an SEC guy. Other than that, he is a baseball guy. He's a former head baseball coach, championship baseball coach, who's the former mentor of our current almost championship yes. baseball coach. Baseball should feel really good about their position now. Bruce is Absolutely. secure. That's going to be good. 
football is going to come back folks. I know it doesn't feel like it. And this is a guy that's had experience. I think with every sport except for gymnastics and equestrian, I may have missing one or two, but I'm pretty sure on those two, that's correct. So you should feel really good about all of this. Um, someone who's experienced Southern sec experience, probably got a little bit the same culture about us. I, the more I sit on this hire, I like it. Now that's the initial thing, right? When we had Alan Green come in, we were kind of like, well, that's interesting. Let's give it a try. Right. I, I didn't agree with everything Alan Green did. But what I do agree with is that he locked up Bruce Curl. Bruce Curl. Who is Bruce Curl? <laughs> He's our future curling head coach. That that feels like a meme that's going to be used now. <laughs> Presenting to you Tomorrow Bruce night, Curl. folks, Bruce Curl. Bruce Pearl. Uh, Bruce Pearl is also locked up for life along with Bruce Curl. Um, so. I want to sit back and watch this guy work and give him some time. This is, listen, there's no tougher task than to be your first a big job at uh, Auburn to fire hire a head coach. Um, I think the first hire and firing for Allen was the volleyball coach. So it, it's kind of a different yeah. world. No offense to volleyball. We've been talking them up a lot this year. But John Cohen, we're happy to have you. Uh, we hope that this gets off to a much more smooth start than your first week. He's been going around making, you know, his appearances at all the different events and stuff like that. And yes, his uh, press conference is coming up this week that by, maybe by the time you listen to this podcast, this already happened. Um, my heart goes out to him for what he's got to do in terms of making a higher football head coach. I don't want to be that, that decision. maker. It's, it's a big job. And you know, like there's, it's very likely, President Roberts, during the interview process, he knows, you know, this is kind of what we've decided. Just so you know, this job, this is what you're going to be tasked with, you know, off the bat. And so, you know, I think that says something, too, that that's a challenge he's willing to take on. Um, And, you know, why wouldn't you, you know, get to make your own own stamp on a a program? Uh, There's no doubt he'll have plenty of opinions uh, thrown his way and and insight that he'll listen to and or not listen to. So, I am excited about it. I really think it's going to be uh, good for Auburn as a whole. That includes football. And uh, I'm just uh, – on just a very specific note, I'm excited with with regard to facilities. That – Davis Wade Stadium used to be – you know, I, I was there when they did – A high school it, stadium. It was, it was literal bleachers in the end zone where the band yes. was. Like, like what you're thinking of riser bleachers, folks. Like, if you've been to a high school game, that's what the band was on. That place now looks really good. They've got it a does. horseshoe. And I'm not just saying that like, oh, well, what, what what can we expect for him to do with Jordan-Hare Stadium? I hope he does make some some new renovations to Jordan-Hare Stadium and, and we, we give it a little bit of a facelift. But, you know, that also means he's coming in now. We talked about with baseball. Baseball is getting huge upgrades coming up soon. Yep. Bruce Pearl has been promised he's going to get that new indoor facility and get his own area. That's coming up soon. So I'm excited for him to kind of get his hands in that kind of dabble in that and take it one more further step he walks into an opportunity at auburn where there's a lot of things already in motion that he can right. kind of put the final stamp on but there's yes. also an opportunity for him as well to make his mark with a football Absolutely. hire. all Absolutely. i gotta say is good luck to you sir good, good luck. luck let's talk about our last subject tonight and we've been hinting at this throughout the entire podcast that we're going to dive into this in more detail let me start off by using this phrase that has been overdone this week, admittedly, but one more time. 
Go crazy, Cadillac. Go crazy. You are the interim head coach leading the Tigers into Mississippi State. Now, listen, no moral victories here. Not acting like, you know, we were gypped of a game. There was some of that last night on the postgame live stream, which, you know, it's funny. One, one game, everybody's like, don't make excuses. The next game, everybody's like, make excuses. It's interesting. <laughs> that man, I love that man so much. Um, <laughs> if you follow me on Twitter, as Kyle Loomis 24, it's not a, not a shock. Also, I, I realized today as I was thinking about how many people have 24 that are Auburn fans in their like Twitter handles and things and email addresses, Clint, a Clint, a U two, four, um, I had a couple others and I'm blanking on them now, but it's, it's a common theme. Mm. There's a reason that Cadillac Williams holds a very special place in Auburn people's hearts. It's not just because the man was one of the best running backs that we've ever had, but because of him coming back to us, that says a lot. And and we could make the same statement for Jason Campbell, for mm-hmm. Ronnie Brown, for Stan White. When players for Pat die for staying in town after you're fired, can we, can we just, I, I keep talking about that video that they made at homecoming. And when they did the line, some of us stay or some of us never left and showed Pat die. Dagnabbit Auburn video. I don't like it when you make me cry. <laughs> I also don't like it when you get me in my feels the entire week posting, repo, just reposting the video, but yeah. putting him at the very end of it. Yes. Thanks. Just re like, and even the one of him talking about the ball and his story. That wasn't even new content, folks, but how much of a different meaning does it all take on now? Yeah. And just, oh, man, it was just great. I think the former content creator is now at Texas who led all of this stuff, who was actually over that video when it was made. And he saw all the hype about it and said he, 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 he puts the message out after he sees all the hype. He says, what if I told you that the kids in mm-hmm. the video are Cadillac's kids? When he said that, I, I, I can't even deal with this anymore. I have, I have no more walls that I can run through. I have no more just feelings that I can give this week because Coach Cadillac Williams is my interim head coach. And look, folks, we went into Mississippi State and looked awful in that first series, uh, first uh, quarter, really the whole first half. I thought it was going to be a miserable time. Cadillac was having fun the entire time. But how cool of a story that that man led us, that staff under his leadership, those boys under his leadership came back, were in position to win the game, and it just wasn't in the cards for them that night. I'm going to keep just rambling if you don't stop me. So yeah. what you, just what do you want to no. say about that, All, all the, the game, him, his coaching, all that? I mean, from the beginning, let's, if you just go – we could go, just go back to the SEC teleconference. You knew he was excited, and you knew he was – the SEC coaches teleconference, for those that don't know what I'm talking about. You knew he was excited, and you knew he understood the magnitude of the opportunity he'd been given. And it's and it was kind of like I, – well, I, I fully believed him 100%, but it was like, of course, like, yes, like, I'm so glad that he, he sees that as value. Then you get all the way – you know they work their tails off all week, hardly any sleep, and you get all the way to Saturday night, and and we've seen the videos. We've seen him talking about what Auburn did for him growing up, and we see the video of the kids and and him, you know, lifting his head with the hat. 
And then you you get all the way to it's game time now, and he and pregame he's talking with Cole Kublik of SEC Network, and can barely even answer the question because he's emotional. And it's like this guy gets it, you know, like. And it was at that point where I was like, it doesn't matter what happens in this game. Mm-hmm. But and even at halftime, where it's like, okay, you know, it was it was a hard week. What did we really expect? We expect them to fight, and they were. But then you go all the way through the game, and they fought their tails off and and had a chance to win it, and he's still just as amazed at the fact that he's the Auburn interim head coach. And so it's hard for me to even put into words the fact that Cadillac Williams is the interim head coach, and he just gets it. That's the only thing I could keep saying is he just gets it. He understands what this job means, what that logo means on the helmet, and and what it means to be an Auburn man, and and it was just exciting to watch his excitement, and I just felt like it was the jolt we all needed. You know, watching him be excited was like, oh, oh wow, I'm ready to go. I'm put me in if you need me. We had walk-on linebackers in. I'm ready to go if I need to. <laughs> I'll get run over. So it was it was just bizarre. It was so bizarre, and I'm I'm absolutely pumped for this this staff to get a full week of preparation of kind of a normal, more normal routine and lifestyle to prepare for a game because their energy honestly kept them in it and kept the kids fighting, you know, like for them to have the week they did and to put out that kind of performance speaks to the level of leadership. I think he displayed and the level of energy and passion that he was able to show. How great was that before going into half of saying, we're either going to fight or we're going to quit and we're not going to quit. And that's exactly what they did is not quit and make it a game. That was when they're down 18, you know, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better. Uh, Gosh, it was, I was so amped for it. I, the most amped I've been for a game and during the game all year. And that is a rarity for me. You can ask my wife. I'm normally an absolute nuisance to deal with during Auburn games. Um, I was jumping on my couch and running around my kitchen. Just that's something and a lot of people said we haven't had that kind of feeling this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not attributing that to Brian Hardison specifically. I'm not attributing that to anyone. It's just been that kind of season where it's been like we've said apathy, just like exhausted. And mm-hmm. and it took Cadillac Williams being interim head coach to kind of give us that jolt back, one of our own. And and that that it makes it just all the more sweeter. Uh, there was a few moments that I, I did laps around my house. Um, it's been a minute since I, I've done that. Yeah. Um, I honestly think it was probably the Bo Nix Oregon game. <laughs> Maybe. No, it wasn't that long ago, but <laughs> that's, that's the last time I know I just literally flipped my lid when Tank Bigsby just broke loose. The problem yeah. was, is I was coming up here to set up to get ready for a post game show, no matter what happened. And Tank runs for the touchdown. And Jessica's behind me, actually, where she was watching it. And she's, well, I guess Auburn did something. And I'm like, gosh, they did. You know, just screaming <laughs> at the top of my lungs. And <sighs> couldn't happen to a better guy. You know, I don't know Cadillac. I got a picture behind me for if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on the podcast, obviously, you'll just have to imagine it. And I keep pointing to I've been pointing to it all week. Um, You think a lot of your heroes that there you idealize them and they don't always live up to that it's, it's funny today even at church where we there was a the preacher today used michael jordan in a sermon and used it kind of an unfortunate way for him 
uh, talking about he's, he's this great basketball player. He's the best of all time, but he's not had a really great reputation as a person. And then you look at Cadillac and you see his reaction to this week, mm. holding back emotions in every press conference, believing these guys are not going to quit. They actually come out and do that. How do you not love how do you not love Cadillac Williams? I haven't found a single person that's acted said that I'm sure there's somebody out there. For the very first time this season, I can definitively say Auburn, the Auburn family is unified behind yeah. Cadillac Williams. And that's all it took was number 24. No, it, and it feels that way. Like you said, I'm sure there's people nitpicking about certain lineups, certain matchups whatever certain uses i will come find you i will come find you and run over like i will will channel ronnie brown and hummer over your butt if i catch you talking bad about cadillac right now kyle's gonna find a cadillac and come hit you with it i will will ride in a cadillac with cadillac and find a hummer then and run over you that's not me advocating for violence by the way that's just me being (laughs) figurative People don't get that these days. We're gonna get to... we're gonna get flagged. You have to like careful. say these things these days because people don't know how to take a joke. Anyway, but go ahead. I, like you said, I just it it was everybody was just truly excited, and it wasn't even that level that you know Auburn kind of gets made fun of, which is just dumb to me anyway. But it wasn't even that level of well, War Eagle anyway. You know, it wasn't even that level. It was like everyone was genuinely excited, and and gosh, Kyle, I wanted to them to win for so many reasons but i wanted to go to tumor's corner so bad last night um and it just didn't happen but i can't be any more excited than i am for this upcoming week Mm. and i just want to go back to one thing you said about cadillac as a person because there's something that that i didn't pick up on until this morning when i woke up and someone sent it to me is the press conference after the game i know where you're going and and you know I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to get into it. Is the fact that when Cadillac Williams brings up after the game, the fact that on Friday night they had chapel and eight men gave their lives to Jesus Christ. For an Auburn man to say that after his first game as the head coach speaks just absolute volumes to me. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's someone that I want, no matter for how long or how short that I want leading my football program. And I think that in so many ways, that itself is a major part of it for me and I know for Kyle mm-hmm. and for what we believe. But that is, is just the, the core compass or core of the entire ball of why Cadillac Williams was the perfect choice for this, this short amount of time or longer to lead Auburn's football program. Uh, it, he, just, he just gets it. I'm going to say that a million times. He just gets it. On the field, it sounds like he gets it off the field, which means volumes to me. And I just – I could not have been more excited with how the entire event went. When you look at how it start, how the week started to where we are right now, I could not be more excited for what happened. I wish we could have won. Gosh dang it. I really wish we could have won the game for him. But it was just an absolute amazing thing to hear about the – the kind of energy and the kind of culture change that's already happened in, in five sleep deprived days of Cadillac Williams leadership. Yep. I, I don't know what else I can say to add to that. I mean, well said, sir. I agree with everything that you said there. Uh, there are things that are more important than football. I know that's a shocking thing and a shocking revelation to some, but it is uh, whether you agree with our beliefs or not, but 
Uh, that speaks volumes to me, uh, but it goes even beyond that. Um, I love Cadillac Williams, and if there was ever a doubt in my mind after this week, you will always be my favorite Auburn football player. On that note, we will round out our show because there's going to be plenty more feel-good stuff, I'm sure, after his first game as a head coach in Jordan here coming up this week. Super excited for that. So more on episode 12 for that one coming up. As we leave you on the Auburn Experience Podcast, please do make sure that you hit us up on social media if you want to continue the conversation. You can find me on Twitter at KyleLumis24 for a reason, by the way. Where can they find you, Austin? At Austin G. Scott, I'm I'm taking uh, considerations of adding 24 to the you end better. of it. But, uh, you, you better. <laughs> at Austin G. Scott on anything and everything. Hey, there's time for you to make your plans to get to Jordanair Stadium next Saturday, folks. Get there, folks. Take you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss this one. Even if you can't get in the game, you want to be at Tiger Walk. It's going to be a fun one. Mm. With, that, with that being said, episode 11 of the Auburn Experience Podcast is in the books. Till we talk to you again, War Eagle. War Eagle, everybody.